Hello, hello, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. I'm excited to be with you guys uh, one day before Christmas Eve, by the way, so we're excited about that as well. But also, a few days before the Cowboys take on the Washington football team as they attempt to put away the NFC East. I know we're not that concerned about the division, though. The Cowboys' mindset seems to be in the number one seed more than in terms of winning or not the division that they play in. But still, an interesting point to look out at uh, over the weekend. So, tonight, we'll talk about three things that are different from Sunday's game compared to the last time that the Cowboys and the Washington football team faced each other. So thank you for being here. As you walk into the stream, make sure you hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We'll also have Betting the Cowboys segment. We are 8-6 and six for the season, and we'll close things out with Blind Recap. As always, the game pick of the Dallas Cowboys, but in blind recap fashion. So without further ado, let's get the show started. Thank you for being here. Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central with a lot more content coming your way through the, throughout the rest of the season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, including Adam Holt's latest article that is about what kind of... no. Dallas Cowboys players as Christmas gifts. So make sure you check that out. Uh, different kind of content, of course, that article, but it's a fun read. So make sure you check that out as well on adcsports.com slash Dallas. But hey, big weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to all of the people who are in the chat. At Facebook, we have Joshua Davis, Jessica over at YouTube, Kylie Douglas, Billy the Kid, Matthew, all of you guys. Thank you for being here. Also as well, Peter Riso here in the Facebook chat. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Big game day for the Cowboys versus the Washington uh, football team on Sunday. Big game day ahead, but definitely one that feels quite similar and different at the same time. I know that might not make a lot of sense, but humor me for a second. I think that the Cowboys versus the Washington game really doesn't have the fan base that concerned listen this is an nfc east rival for the cowboys that has not lived up to the expectations over the season and now things have changed a little bit and i'm looking at three particular changes number one is the fact that washington might be playing this game without a strong running game and make no mistake about it even though the cowboys you know beat beat washington Last time that they faced each other, even though they walked away with the win, Washington was able to run the ball quite well against this Cowboys defense. Even though Taylor Haneke looked lost, the same for Kyle Allen when he entered the game, even though the Cowboys had four takeaways in that particular matchup, Washington was still able to run the football. But now they might not have Antonio Gibson because there are uh, he has not practiced 
Wednesday or Thursday for Washington. He's dealing with, a, with an injury. McKissick is over at injured reserve, so it's not like they have that number two running back to turn to. McKissick didn't play versus the Cowboys either the first time. And now it is looking like they will also be missing Brandon Scherf, who is their best offensive lineman. He actually was selected to the Pro Bowl, not his first time. Uh, Scherf is right now on the COVID-19 list. So even though Taylor Heineke is, expe is expected to be back on Sunday as he returned to practice with Washington today, it is not looking like they will have that running game versus the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that is a huge factor coming into this one. And then there is the other side of the, of the coin, which is the number two change that I'm looking at for this game. And it is that the Cowboys are getting a boost on the run defense with Neville Gallimore back in the lineup. And he was already back for the Cowboys the first time they, that they squared off this season. But Gallimore had 44% of snap, a 44% snap count on that one game. They were kind of easing him back into the rotation. I wouldn't be surprised if his snap count goes up this time, even with Oso Yisuwa coming back to the to the defense as well. I think that this Cowboys, this Cowboys defense. Weakness is still at the run game, but I would expect a better job from them this time around with the way that Neville Gallimore has been playing, which has been quite impressive. And then number three, the number three change that I'm looking at for this game is the banged up secondary for Washington. This Cowboys passing attack wants to have a comeback game. They might have a good opportunity to do so versus Washington on Sunday. Because William Jackson is dealing with an injury, hasn't practiced all week. The same for Landon Collins. This could change on Friday, but Washington is just dealing with so many injuries right now on both sides of the ball. In this case, it's a secondary. And I would be concerned about that if we were looking at this from a Washington perspective. Because as, as, as much as the Dallas Cowboys have struggled in getting their passing game going, this kind of game might be the opportunity to get it to bounce back. I realize, however, that this is not the first time that we say something like this. This is not the first time that we think, hey, maybe this is the game in which the Cowboys offense bounces back. But with such a banged up uh, team, it might happen. Now, there are also some additional changes that we could be looking at. And what is up, Jimmy over at Facebook saying, what time do they play? This is surprisingly a Sunday night football game for the Dallas Cowboys and Washington. And ironically, there are some combinations that could define the NFC East and eliminate the, the Washington football team before the game is even played. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that neutral NFL fans are not big into this Sunday night, right? So, but hey, we're going to enjoy it. It is primetime football for the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm sure we, we, we will be excited about that. Seek for us. Pointing out another change, saying we'll have Tony Pollard back this week. That is actually right. The, the, the last time that they played, Pollard wasn't involved in the running game. So that is huge for the Cowboys as well. A positive change for Washington is that Monte Sweat is going to be back on, on, on their lineup. He was already versus Philadelphia. It didn't seem like he skipped a bit. So Sweat is still a force in the pass rushing department. And I'm, I, I, am, I, am, I am actually intrigued. <laughs> Sorry about stuttering there. I am actually intrigued about what they will do with Monte Sweat on this game. Because 
he can play on both sides of the line, and he does. But most of the time, it seems to me that he plays, and I don't have the numbers on this, but from watching, from watching the Washington games, we usually see Monte Sweat lined up versus right tackles. I'm wondering if Tyron Smith doesn't play, Smith hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday either for the Cowboys. And I don't know, I would be surprised if he ends up playing on Sunday. But could Washington, you know, dedicate Monte Sweat to face, be it Terrence Steele or Ty Seke, which might be another huge part to this game, watching that rotation once again, because the Cowboys seem, and reportedly, the Cowboys trust Ty Seke more in passing situations than they do Terrence Steele. So that rotation might still be going on for the Cowboys versus Washington. It happened last weekend. Don't be surprised if that continues this Sunday as well. But if, if, if I were Washington, I would be playing Monte Sweat most of the game versus the Cowboys left tackle, whoever it is. Unless, of course, it is uh, Tyron Smith. What is up, Paul? Thank you for being here in the show. Dallas Junk saying Malik Hooker just played his best game. Now he went on the COVID list. That is exactly right. Malik Hooker will not be available for the Cowboys on Sunday. That is so unfortunate. And I agree with Dallas Junk. This was... Uh, the game versus the Giants was his best game of the season. And it is not even about the interception, which was basically a gift from Mike Lennon, but Hooker was having such a nice game on that one. Uh, big kids all across the, the playing field, great snaps in coverage as well, even before the interception. So that sucks for Malik Hooker. Hopefully he's able to come back soon enough for the Cowboys, and hopefully we don't miss him that much on the secondary. The Cowboys have some good safeties. Even though Monte Cassie has had some bad moments or, or the same for other safeties in the Cowboys, overall, he's had a good season, I believe. Better than giving credit for. At least that is how I look at Cassie's season so far. So not that concerned about Hooker's absence. I think that they can overcome that. But anyways, this seems to me like the game that the Cowboys passing game can get, can get back on track. And actually, this is my... Uh, question for me to you guys because I think this is an interesting one. Can the passing game get going versus Washington? And the specific question is would you guys bet over or under 278.5 passing yards for Dak Prescott on this game? Now, this is a specific number because I am not making it up. I am taking the actual number from the betting markets, this is what it looks like. The over-under for passing yards for Dak Prescott, it's at 278.5. And it is quite a high number. To put it into perspective, Dak Prescott has averaged 251 passing yards over the last five games. And in those five, on those last five games, only once has he overcome that mark, and that happened versus the Raiders, which was more of an offensive shootout. And he had 211 yards versus the Washington football team the last time that they played. So I was kind of surprised by that number. 278.5 is the number in the betting markets for Dak Prescott's passing yards. I am, I, I am a little bit conflicted on this one because I look at it from a variety of point of views. I think that this is a favorable matchup for the Cowboys, first and foremost. If William Jackson doesn't play, if Landon Collins also doesn't play, this could be a good performance from the Cowboys passing game. But also, is Washington's offense 
going to give this Cowboys team a shot because if it isn't, then this this might make, make us lean towards the under, right? It's, it's an interesting number in the betting world. Joshua Davis says that under. Randall over at Facebook says over. What is up, Joey Bella? Thank you for joining the show. Peter goes with over. Uh, Joshua says if they bounce back, it's, it's uh, Stephen Mack goes with under as well and a lot of overs as well. I don't know. I am, I am leaning towards the over. I will tell you that. I, I, I am leaning towards the over, but I, I want to hedge against maybe my subconscious optimism. And you guys know that I look at it from a perspective point of view and that I am willing to give uh, predictions against Dallas Cowboys but it looks like Gibson is not playing. I don't, I don't know if he is. Dallas Junkies is asking that. The fact is that he has not practiced Wednesday or, or Thursday. And I am I have a feeling, and, and this might only be a gut feeling. It, it's not like I know anything that is confidential or stuff like that because I definitely don't. But I, I, I think that Antonio Gibson will not play on Sunday. Might happen, might not happen, but he has not practiced all week. So that is a, an important question in this. I will take the over for the Dak Prescott passing yards. I just think that it's banged up as a secondary is for Washington. And the fact that Washington is still somewhat of a capable run defense because they are with Jonathan Allen and De'Ron Payne on that defensive line with Monte Sweat being back. This team is actually efficient versus the run. They rank top 15 in the NFL in run defense in efficiency. So I will take a Cowboys team leaning towards the passing game and hopefully steering away from the screen pass game as well. And man, oh man, I watched some more All-22 tape from the Cowboys today, this morning. They got to stop it as Nate Tice tweeted out on, well, on Twitter, on his social media account. Nate Tice from The Athletic, he tweeted out, the stop routes have got to stop for the Cowboys. And they really do. Enough with the stop routes, I, I believe, were his words on Twitter. That is something that I agree with. It seems like every third and long situation, we're watching stop routes. Hopefully, the Cowboys are able to attack that on this game. And it will be interesting because, actually, Washington played, sorry, Washington played a lot of zone coverage versus this Cowboys team last weekend. McKissick is still an IR, says TV Mac. So they'll be really screwed if Gibson is a no-go. This is a bad matchup for Washington's offense. I agree. I, I agree with Stevie Mack. Listen, we know that we are not scared about Taylor Heineke. I'm scared if Washington can have somewhat of a running game. Otherwise, I don't see Washington making up for the absences on this one. We might not even see a lot of Terry McLaurin because over the last three weeks, McLaurin has had 12 targets. Ron Rivera has, has spoken about this publicly, and it, he has sounded a little bit frustrated, maybe, talking about why McLaurin has not been as targeted by the Washington quarterbacks that have been on the game recently. And he even said in one of his interviews, Ron Rivera said, ask the quarterbacks, like, why is McLaurin not being targeted? Because clearly, Scary Terry is the best receiver on that team and actually one of the best in the league right now but they don't have any more threats in the passing game beyond McLaurin. Sure, they have some big names maybe, but no one that has really contributed to that offense recently. So teams are not 
shying away from bracketing players like McLaurin, which is something that we might see once again. Uh, Dallas Young says, yeah, except expect Schultz, he excels at them. Uh, James says, if the playoffs started this weekend, who would you start if you had no choice? Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? I would take Dak. And I like Kirk Cousins, actually. And I actually like Kirk Cousins. I acknowledge that Dak Prescott is in his lump right now, but I would take Dak Prescott in the playoffs 10 times out of 10, 100%. Even though he's in his lump and even though I like Kirk Cousins. More than, more than your average person, I like Kirk. I actually have defended him quite a few times here in the show or in other places. Randall says, Mauricio, remember Washington is playing on a short week. That is right. The Cowboys will use this game to get their offense clicking. Defense will step up once again. Hopefully that happens. I, I don't see Washington being able to overcome this defensive front once again, by the way. Uh, we're talking about not being afraid of Taylor Heineke. The Cowboys were able to get at him the last time that they played each other. And they're dealing with some injuries on their offensive line. Brandon Scherf might not be available. Sam Cosme might take over. Cornelius Lucas is coming back, though, from the COVID-19 list. So maybe some shuffling along the Washington offensive line. We really don't, we really don't know what it will look like on Sunday. But I'm, I am taking a Michael Parsons sack and a Demarcus Lawrence sack and maybe even a Neville Gallimore sack once again. I am banking on those, definitely. I think that the Cowboys will get a lot of pressures versus this Washington team. Mauricio says, Joey, hopefully this is a bounce-back game. Hopefully it is. And it will be, if it, if it ends up being, it would be just in time, right? Just before the Arizona Cardinals game, just before, forget about the fans feeling better about it, the team feeling better about themselves, the offense specifically, because they are, they got to be somewhat frustrated. They're professionals, but you listen to Dak Prescott talking about the slump, and it's not that he sounds frustrated in a bad way, but they're all aware, very well aware of what is going on with that offense. Did you guys hear about the bet between the offense and the defense? Because Lawrence talked about it last weekend, after the game, Lawrence talked about the fact that the Cowboys offense and the Cowboys defense have an ongoing bet. And it is about whether the Cowboys offense can get more touchdowns than the defense gets takeaways. And so far, in the words of, I think it was Dak Prescott, he said the defense is kicking the offense's ass right now. Because the defense has gotten four takeaways in three consecutive games. I don't know if that streak will live for a long time because it is so difficult to get four takeaways in a game. But that is an insane stat for this Cowboys defense. But hopefully this serves a good ramp-up game right before the Cardinals won. Because make no mistake about it, even if the Cardinals-Lions thing had never happened, even if it had never happened, this game, this Cardinals game could still be very winnable for the Cowboys. Like, what, what I'm trying to say here is, the fact that we can sit here, sit down here and say the Cowboys can beat the Cardinals in week 17, that they, they can do so, it is not a recency bias thing because I believe it was true even before the Lions mishap from, from the Cardinals. 
And one of the weaknesses for, for the Cardinals is their offensive line. So it might it might be a good matchup for the Cowboys. I really haven't you know dove into this game yet. It will happen next week, and we will have a lot of fun next week, by the way, covering that game. It will be so fun. Uh, Alejandro says, Mauricio, what is your prediction score for this game coming up against Washington? We will get at that in just a few moments. And actually, this takes us to betting the Cowboys. We are, ladies and gentlemen, eight and six in betting the Cowboys this season. Eight and six. And I am a little bit conflicted because... I don't like giving the same bet over and over again. But in this week's edition of Betting the Cowboys, we will do so again. We are going with the Cowboys against the spread once more. Cowboys minus 10 and a half. I really don't think that the, that the Washington football team can get anything going offensively versus this Cowboys defense, especially if Antonio Gibson doesn't play. And even if he does, I believe that the Cowboys will be having a better performance than the last time since it's Neville Gallimore's third game back. Uh, he's been playing some great football. Lawrence as well over on the inside. When they played him on the inside, he's been insane versus the run too. I'm going to trust the Cowboys once again, minus 10 and a half. I'm not a fan of the hook there. That half a point makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But I don't like anything either, anything else. I don't like the total. I was looking at the I was looking at the Cowboys team total, 28 and a half, and I was a little bit tempted by that. But I'm also a little bit uncomfortable with it. 28 and a half. I'm leaning over, but I'm not sure that I would make it my bet to make here on betting the Cowboys. So we will go with minus 10 and a half. We're taking the Cowboys once again. I hate making a similar pick over and over again because I hate betting into trends. But the Cowboys have been, I believe, still the best team in the NFL against the spread. So I'm taking that. Uh, Sack says, dang, I just got here. I smell a Cowboys 40 burger inbound. And that leaves us with our final question of the show from me to you guys. Looking forward to your answers in the chat. Drop your final score prediction for Washington at Cowboys. Sunday night football. And here is my blind recap. As always, you know that we act on primetime. When I give my prediction, we act as if it was Monday morning. And we are recapping the game that we saw the day before. So here we go. Blind recap for Cowboys versus Washington. The Dallas Cowboys didn't keep the four takeaway per game streak alive, but they did pick off Taylor Heineke twice, once by Trevon Dix, who tied Everson Walt's franchise record for 11 in a season. With still some issues to clean up, the Dallas Cowboys offense had its best game in a long time with a satisfying lack of screen passes. Thank you, Kellen Moore. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb both finished with over 50 receiving yards as the Cowboys beat the Washington football team 32-16. That is my blind recap for Cowboys versus Washington, 30-16. I think we're going to be a little bit heartbroken if the Cowboys offense doesn't bounce back on this one. Here's the thing. I'm not even... I'm not even that worried about 
defense that lines up across from the Cowboys. It obviously will matter a lot. But the Cowboys offense miscues have had to do a lot with the team itself shooting itself in, in, in the foot over and over again. Whether it is miscommunication, whether it is stop routes over and over again, uh, screen passes, a third and seven run. Sorry, I haven't gotten over it yet. I didn't like that at all. What's the over-under on how many screen passes Kellen Moores calls this game? I haven't checked, but I believe it is something nearby 83 uh, for Sunday, something like that. Man, those got to stop. And not, not only the screen passes, but you take a look at some, and, and even the Cowboys in, er, in early in the season, they were showing this might just be result bias working towards uh, against me here. But we're in the Cowboys showing us more creative looks on their screen passes earlier in the season. There was one screen pass versus the Giants that I hated that had to do with Sean McKeon and Jeremy Sprinkle blocking for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't like that at all. I don't like those two tight ends blocking for Ezekiel Elliott in his screen pass. I prefer a wide receiver, a wide receiver screen. They're working with uh, C.D. Lamb's speed, maybe or quickness. Then again, Lamb has actually has to actually catch the pass, though, which has been an issue lately. I think that I think that the Cowboys were being more creative early in the season with their screen passes. There were there were some looks in which they had offensive linemen running towards the sideline and working with receivers as well. Uh, some of the stuff that you see maybe from the Packers, that maybe you see from the Cardinals as well. Hopefully they are able to learn something from that. And hopefully the screen passes reduce versus Washington. Zach says, I think Kellen is handbagging. He's got to be saving the more effective plays for the playoffs. I'm not that optimistic about that yet. I think that this has more to do with what we talked about earlier in the week. And it would be ideal if that is it, if, if it is Kellen being conservative to save some things for January, it would be great if that was the case. I think it has more to do with what we talked about earlier on the week here on primetime. We talked about the Cowboys getting the Chiefs treatment. The Cowboys are seeing a lot more too high looks and a lot more zone looks. And just like it took the Bills and the Chiefs some time to get over that, and start adjusting to it. Maybe the same is happening for Kellen Moore, who is a young offensive coordinator still. And the Cowboys are being invited to run the football. And they did so versus the Giants, but that was the first time that they were efficient with it recently. Hopefully that changes soon. Anyways, let's see some of your predictions. 41-17 to 17 says Zach. Alejandro goes with a lower scoring affair. He says 24-9. Dallas Junk says 34 to 12. I, I, I got to say, that 24 to 9, I can see it happening. I, I'm just saying it will not be as fun. <laughs> I, that doesn't sound like a fun game. Uh, 34 to 16, 34 to 21. But even though it doesn't sound that fun, I can totally see it happening. This Cowboys offense has made us believe that they're going to bounce back over and over again, and they haven't yet. Is this the game that is finally going to happen? We really don't know. Mastermind says 41 to 13 Dallas. That would be a fun, fun, fun matchup. 
31 to 13. Sack points out, Cooper said on 105.3 to fan that there are explosive plays that beat too high shell, but we're just not using them because we're still moving the ball. I just want to see the offense finally get going, says Sack. I missed that Amari Cooper quote. That's interesting. That is not ideal, I believe. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of it. But I, I don't like when when these start of quotes start coming out, right? I agree with the fact that there are a lot of zone beaters and too high beaters that the Cowboys are not using. And I believe that even though stop routes are good versus soft coverage, the Cowboys maybe are overusing them. And I would like to see more of the Cowboys receivers' speed and agility, you know, in crossing routes, things like that. Just don't have them run as many stop routes as they have lately because that is an issue for the Cowboys. I believe that strongly. That has been one of the biggest issues for this Cowboys offense. I believe that they bounce back versus Washington. Might be wrong. Maybe not a full bounce back. Maybe just they show us some better play calling, some fewer mistakes. They showed improvement versus the Giants. Can they build on that improvement is my question. Because the improvement that they showed last weekend, and we have talked about this already on the show, has to do with better line blocking. I believe that Williams had a better game than McGovern had been playing for the Cowboys. And even though it is the Giants, that was, for example, Leonard Williams and and Williams held his own versus the other Williams, right? So I like that definitely. This time is another big test for Williams and Viadish and the Cowboys will likely be trying to find ways to help them out. But De'Ron Payne and Jonathan Allen are some of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. So that's always a concern. In conclusion, I would say I'm concerned about, I'm not that concerned about Washington's offense. I believe that the Cowboys defense can dictate the game all through the first, all through the, all of the four quarters. That's what I mean, sorry. Uh, I think that the defense can dictate the game. But the Cowboys' offense has more to do with can they fix themselves other than can they match up well against the other team. But this is a banged-up Washington football defense. They need to take advantage of that. Tommy says, this is the Cowboys' get-right game. It's against a bad Washington team, and it's at home. Perfect recipe for a 40-burger. I agree with that. And even though the Cowboys have struggled, they have won three straight in December. Sure, they have played not great teams, but they have won three straight in December, all of them on the road, and by an average margin of 10 points, of over 10 points. I think it's 10.66, something like that. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover, and I'm taking them to win. Thank you guys for joining the show. Uh, make sure you check it out on Sunday Sunday night. We will not have prime time because it will be the game day experience with Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly as every Wednesday, as every game day for the Cowboys. So make sure to tune in for the pregame, halftime show, and the postgame show. And I will see you all on Monday, 8 p.m. Central. Guys, have a Merry Christmas. It's been such a fun year so far. Of course, it is not New Year's yet. But I'm still excited and I want to share these thoughts with you. Uh, I am so grateful to be with you guys every night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I've been covering the Cowboys for a while now. I've been writing for about the Cowboys since 2017. My first paid 
writing gig for the Cowboys came in 2017. I've been writing since 2016 about the Cowboys. I have my own show, which is in Spanish on Facebook, Primero Cowboys, and I've been doing that for a long time, but actually being able to do it daily, that has been new to me in terms of a show, and I have enjoyed it so much, and it has been thanks to all of you guys who watch this game consistently on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. So thank you guys for all of your support. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy Christmas Eve. Enjoy Christmas Day. If for any reason you are having to deal with Christmas in a different way, in, 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 because I know of some people that are dealing with COVID and maybe they're going to have some virtual meetings, enjoy that as well. I'm sure that you can do it. Just be open to the experience and be open even if you are looking at a camera. You can still be very open in that. So enjoy that. Um, Mauricio says, may Jerry Jones bless you. <laughs> I'm not going to read that, Stevie Mac. You almost had me. Almost had me, Stevie Mac. But anyways, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Um, thank you. Thank you for everything. And I will see you Monday night, 8 p.m. Central, hopefully, to discuss a Cowboys win and a Cowboys division title. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Mavericks content. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, your primetime host. I will see you tomorrow Monday night. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.